Now we've been talking about the, uh, our spiritual responsibilities as children of God. Hallelujah. I, and we're continuing with that. And we had started with the fact that um, the first one is that we should study and meditate in the word of God daily. Renew our minds, be doers of the word. It's our responsibility to keep the word of God that we have heard that we do not lose sight or lose the word, amen? That the enemy does not steal it or we let it slip, praise God. Number three, we said we should live by faith. That we are required as believers to live by faith, amen? So it is our job to, it is our duty to get to hear the word of God, build our faith and grow in the things of God, amen? Number four was that we should develop and maintain an effective prayer life. Now, we come to number five. The believer is required by our Lord Jesus Christ to be in fellowship with other believers. We are commanded to be in fellowship. From the beginning, it has been so. Jesus never intended that the body should be... uh, Splinter groups. What I mean by that is that people just stay at home. You know, one guy's, you know, downtown. You know, he's a believer, part of the remnant. We don't go to church. And, you know, let's go to John chapter 17. Hallelujah. Verse 15. It says, I pray not that thou should take them out of the world, but that thou shouldest keep them from the evil. They are not of the world, even as I am not of the world. Sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. As thou hast sent me into the world, even so have I also sent them into the world. And for their sakes, I sanctify myself, that they also might be sanctified through the truth. Neither pray I for these alone, but for them also which shall believe on me, through their word, that they all may be one, as thou, Father, art in me, and I in thee, that they also may be one in us, that the world may believe that thou hast sent me. And the glory which thou hast thou givest me, I have given them, that they may be one, even as we are one. Hallelujah. I in them, thou in me, that they may be made perfect in one, that the world may know that thou hast sent me and hast loved them as thou hast loved me. Which means the Father loves us as much as he loves Jesus. But what is there is that there is this oneness he's talking about. And if you go through the scriptures, you find that it's dotted there with that you be of the same mind, the same judgment, praise God, the same opinion. And that cannot happen except we're fellowshipping with one another. We're talking to one another. We're sharing from the scriptures. And all of us begin to see things from one perspective in terms of, like if he says um, something like this, that, you know, um, if the Bible says be angry and sin not, we all saw it together. So the thing that is that what is sin, all right? Sin is the transgression of God's law or the breaking of God's word, all right? 
So everybody agrees in one. We have Wednesday Bible study. If you don't agree, you ask questions or you say what you believe it is saying, then both of us look at the scriptures together. Praise the Lord. If you don't have a scripture to back up what you're saying, then you've got to back down and let us continue in the truth. Praise the Lord. If there is no such thing as is my personal opinion, no. Because the Bible says that no prophecy of the scriptures has a private interpretation. So I can't come now and somebody says same-sex marriage is okay because God is love. But the Bible does not just end with saying God is love. It also says God is holy. So to the extent that love violates holiness, it is no longer the love of God. Now, we are required to come together. We're commanded to come together. Praise the Lord. The, Jesus said, where two or three are gathered in my name, there am I in the midst of them. Hallelujah. The scripture says that, um, it, it does say that unto God, unto Shiloh, when Jesus comes, all right, shall the gathering of his people be. Amen. So our gathering is unto the Lord. Praise the Lord Jesus. We're supposed to gather unto him. Amen. And the, the scriptures tell us that God had set in the church. He didn't set it in our homes. He set in the church first apostles. Amen. Then secondarily prophets. First Corinthians chapter 12. Verse 12. It says, for as the body is one and had many members, and all the members of that one body, being many are one body, so also is Christ. For by one spirit are we all baptized into one body, whether we be Jews or Gentiles, whether we be bond or free, and have all and been all made to drink into one spirit. For the body is not one member, but many. For if the foot shall say, because I am not the hand, I am not of the body, is it therefore not of the body? If the ear shall say, because I am not the eye, I am not of the body, is it therefore not of the body? If the whole body were an eye, where were the hearing? If the whole were hearing, where were the smelling? But now had God set the members every one of them in the body as it had pleased him. If they, were all, if they were all one member, where were the body? But now are they many members, yet but one body? And the eye cannot say unto the hand, I have no need of thee. Nor again the head to the feet, I have no need of you. Nay, much more those members of the body which seem to be more feeble and necessary. And those members of the body which we think to be less honorable, unto these we bestow more abundant honor. And our uncomely parts have more abundant comeliness. For our comely parts have no need. But God had tempered the body together, having given more, more abundant honor to that part which lacked. That there should be no schism in the body. But that the members should have the same care one for Another. How do we care for one another if some of us are at home and some are in church? And the Bible does tell us that we have passed from death unto life because we love the brethren. 
And whether one member suffer, all the members suffer with it. And one member be honored, all the members rejoice with it. Now ye are the body of Christ and members in particular. And God has set some in the church, first apostles, secondarily prophets, thirdly teachers, after that miracles, after that miracles, then gifts of healings, helps, governments, diversities of tongues, are all apostles, are all prophets, are all teachers, are all workers of miracles, have all the gifts of healing, do all speak with tongues. These tongues here is diversities of tongues. The gift of diverse kinds of tongues. Not the regular tongues that we speak in prayer language between us and the Lord. Or do all interpret, but covet earnestly the best gift, and yet show I unto you a more excellent way. Praise the Lord Jesus. So the Apostle Paul consistently through the scriptures let us know that God never meant for us to be by ourselves. Amen? Let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 26. How is it then, brethren, when ye come together? He didn't say if you come together. He said when you come together. When ye come together. Not if you come together. So he makes an assumption here or makes a statement based on the fact of his expectation. And his expectation is, does not, is not something that does not have a foundation. In the book of Acts chapter 2, we're going to go there and see how the church started as a church. How did Jesus mean for the church to operate? Praise the Lord Jesus. Amen. It says, every one of you had a psalm, had a doctrine, had a tongue, had a revelation, had an interpretation. Let all things be done unto edifying. Praise the Lord Jesus. If any man speak, then he begins to tell us the rules about how we should conduct ourselves when it comes to operating spiritual gifts. You will see that as you read along. Amen. Glory be to God. Now let's go to Acts chapter 2, verse 41. Then they that gladly received the word were baptized. And the same day, they were added unto them about 3,000 souls. And they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship and in breaking of bread and in prayers. Praise the Lord. So this was how the first, the, the advent of the church, this was how the church started. We started with steadfast fellowship, steadfast prayer. In fact, when you read further down, you find that they, daily they were gathering together. Daily they were gathering together. Praise the Lord Jesus. Now let's go, come to uh, Hebrews chapter 10, verse 23. He said, let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering. For, this is, for, for he is faithful that promised. And let us consider one another to provoke unto love and to good works. One another, one another, one another. Which means he's talking to us as a group. He's not talking to us as splinter groups. Like what I mean by that is that us, or individuals just staying at home, not joining in the body. That's not what God had in mind. He had in mind a gathering of people. So we consider one another to provoke unto love and to good works. 
So you don't have this social interaction that causes things that have been planted in us by God to come out in our attitude and our walking with one another. We correct one another. Our attitudes correct one another. The words we speak help us to adjust. Human beings adjust as they interact with other human beings. Is that not true? When we come into the body of Christ, we begin to adjust. People tell us things about what the Lord expects and, and all of that, and then we are adjusting. We are adjusting continually. God is leading us, talking to us, guiding us. The pastors learn from their congregation. The congregation learns from the pastor. You know, there are times when you, you're fired up about something and somebody says, well, pastor, this is what the word says in this area. None of us, that, that's, that's why the scripture says in Ephesians chapter 5, giving thanks always for all things unto God and the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. It says, submitting yourselves one to another in the fear of the Lord. What does that mean? It doesn't mean, you know, us coming when you want to go by the door, I just lay on the floor, you march over me when you're going. No. What he's just talking about is that it's in the Lord. What is that? If I'm, if I'm thinking a particular way and that thing I'm fired up about, there is, an oster, there is a statute of limitation to it. And while I'm talking, you know, Brother John can just say, Pastor, you know, but the Bible says this. Because at that time, I didn't recall that. Do you get what I'm saying? It says, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some years. Now, the book of Hebrews was written over 2,000 years ago. I mean, I must know that. All right? But... Even then, there were brethren who were not going to church all the time. <laughs> so it didn't start today. So the Apostle Paul was telling them not to do this. He said, but exhorting one another so much the more as you see the day approaching. Praise the Lord. We have a pattern to follow in the word of God. The things that we saw them do, we are doing. Jesus was always with the disciples. Hallelujah. Though he was an itinerant teacher, so he went about preaching all the time, talking to people, but sometimes he went to the temple and fellowshiped with the Jews. In fact, the Bible says it was his custom to go into the synagogues to preach, to, to interact with the elders there and preach. When we fellowship with one another, we grow together in the faith that is in Christ Jesus. If in the local assembly that becomes an issue, what happens to the ecclesia? What happens to the universal church? To the global church? You know, before the coming of Christ, the global church is going to become one. What do I mean by that? By the Holy Ghost. Do you understand? Because we come to the unity of the faith, not unity of faiths. Hallelujah. Can we go to uh, Ephesians chapter 4? And he gives some apostles and some prophets, verse 11, and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers 
for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying or the building up of the body of Christ, till we all come in the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God and unto a perfect man. Knowledge of the Son of God here is the knowledge that we have, that we are sons of God, equivalent to what Jesus had of himself. Praise the Lord Jesus. Because we all know that Jesus is the Son of God. And unto a perfect man, and unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, that, that we henceforth be no more children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the slight of men and cunning craftiness, whereby they lie in wait to deceive. But speaking the truth in love may grow up into him in all things which is the head, even Christ, from whom the whole body, body feeded, joined, fitly joined together and compacted by that which every joint supplied according to the effectual walking in the measure of every part, making increase of the body unto the edifying of itself in love. Amen. So, he set all these things in the church for what so until we do what become one in our in agreement concerning the position of faith glory be to god now what's the benefit of fellowship why is it important we've been talking about all of this praise god what do we do when we gather together this is where we worship and minister to the lord with singing, praising, dancing with other believers before the Lord. Our gathering is unto him. When we gather together, what do we do? We praise God together. Amen. I mentioned some of those other things. We are taught the word of God. We're encouraged in the faith. When we gather together, we're encouraged in Christ. In the book of Hebrews chapter 3 verse 12, take heed brethren, lest there be in any of you an evil heart of unbelief in departing from the living God. But exhort one another daily while it is called today, lest any of you be hardened through the deceitfulness of sin. So we exhort one another. We build up one another. Amen through our interaction, our interaction, our fellowship one with another, our participation with one another. Even when you're silent and you're just worshiping or you're just praying, your prayer life can inspire somebody. And the heat of that prayer can touch the other person and minister something to them. And in fact, you, you, somebody can pass you, just walk by you, that is fully charged up. And maybe you were feeling depressed when you came and that devil that caused that depression just zap, just leave. So we're taught the word of God. We're, we're, we're shared with, we're encouraged in the faith. The Bible tells us that how shall they believe without a preacher? So the more we preach and share the word of God with you, your faith will grow. We're sharing testimonies. Somebody comes here and gives their testimony. And your faith is encouraged. It's built up. It goes to a new level. If God can do it for them, God can do it for me. Hallelujah. And then you start hearing the word of God being preached. So your faith grows. 
That does not happen just by you sitting at home. The temptation to watch some movie will come up. You can move, you see, what the devil tries to do to children of God or to people is to waste their time here. When the devil gets people busy up doing nothing, just wasting their time upon the earth, whiling it away, God tells us what to do. He says, see then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise. Verse 15 of Ephesians chapter 5. Redeeming the time because the days are evil. He says, wherefore, be not, be not unwise, but understanding what the will of the Lord is. But be not drunk with wine, wherein is excess, but be filled with the Spirit. Speaking to yourselves in psalms, hymns, spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. Giving thanks always for all things unto God and the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. So when we gather together, we are gathering unto the Lord and to be taught the word of God. To praise God, to worship Him. And when we worship God, His glory comes down. The Bible says that God inhabits the praises of his people. Now, that's when we do it in unison, when we, are, when we begin to sing and operate as one. 